Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Nate, over to you. Thank you, Martina. This is Nate Pinkston. I work at Microsoft. I've been here for about three years. I work in the Microsoft advertising division, specifically focusing on retail media. I live in the US, based out of New York, but I live in New Jersey, just across the river. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to digging into my non-work interests. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, great. Well, as you guys know, we have a buzz wheel. It's very proverbial. There's no actual will, but it is a bank of 520 questions where the question format is determined by the letter between A and Z, and the topic is determined by the number between 1 and 20. I'm excited to kick this off. So without further ado, Nate, give me a letter and a number combination, please. Let's do N20. 20 is the topic of taboo. And the question here is, was Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange a masterpiece or simply overhyped? I have mixed feelings around it because it's not really that entertaining of a movie. (laughs) No, it's not. Like personally, (laughs) I'm not going to watch it and be like, wow, I love watching it versus Mm. say Dark Knight. Love that movie. Rewatch that a hundred (laughs) times. It's not on that same kind of level. But is that apples and apples though? I mean- Clockwork Orange, I feel like it's more about the first time they're exposing the audience to the violence and the gratuitous. Like there's like, you know, really, really difficult to watch scenes. Tell me what you mean by that. When I think of movies now, one of the main Mm. things I look for is entertainment. And there's an element where there's a lot of movies that I think are very thought provoking and Clockwork Orange falls in that category where it does try to make you examine, do the means justify the end? What is the Mm -hmm. limits to which we want to allow government control and Mm -hmm. behavioral modification, the morality behind Mm -hmm. that? Those are interesting topics that it explores. And I think cinema is a fantastic medium to get people to think about some of those things and does a good job in this case, painting these characters that are super extreme in so many ways, but then get terrible things done to them and back and forth. So it's a good telling that I think does have merit for looking at the human condition and what we as society find is acceptable or what we want to be as a society. But I think to a certain extent, it's also overhyped. It's a rite of passage in a way though, right? When someone says they're a movie buff, you can't not have seen Kubrick's movie. It's also the template, in my opinion, for a lot of the things that are classics. The Mementos, The Shining, films like that, where it's like a demented main character. So you've ended up in digital marketing in big tech. Have you ended up where you (laughs) thought you'd be? No, not at all. So (laughs) interesting that we're on the topic of media and film, because Uh probably the most influential thing in my early career was the TV show The West Wing. I was actually studying abroad in Europe for a year and didn't have access to a lot of TV shows and things. I was in Ireland, University of Galway. One of the other guys from the US had three or four seasons of The West Wing on DVD. So it was something I could borrow and watch. And I got really into it with my roommate, who was a student at Georgetown, also studying abroad. And we both got super into it. That was actually my last year of university. I came back to the States and I wanted to live it. I got into politics and spent the first five years after college working in politics in California. 
And this isn't because you were just super impressionable by something you, I mean, there's going to be an appetite of your own. I'd also majoring in political science. And so like, it wasn't just that, but Mm. wanting to work specifically in politics, that was an aspirational thing. TV show made it like roles that I wanted. But I can tell you after working in it for five years, it is not like a TV show. It is very different. (laughs) I want to explore that a little bit. When did you see the light? I mean, I'd been doing it for three or four years. Looking at what the options were, there were only so many paths, right, that you look ahead and say, this is likely where I'm going to end up. And a law degree was actually one of the paths a lot of people take. And there's a lot of people who go to law school and will continue to work in politics. That wasn't that appealing to me. I don't like reading nonfiction books. So legal (laughs) briefs sound very terrifying. (laughs) And it's like, well, what I really want to do, I worked for a very liberal legislator who was very focused on the environment and climate change. And we were trying to do things like change people's behavior around the cars that they buy. We had this whole bill around a clean car discount to provide tax incentives to get you to buy cleaner vehicles that was too expensive and was going to go nowhere politically. It was around the same time Tesla was launching their first electric car that was like truly in a cool, I think it was a Lotus model body they were using. That was exciting. And you could see this future of electric cars and sedans. And it's played out exactly like I thought where people want to buy electric cars now because they're a great car. And mm. private industry has driven true change in behavior in the market much more effectively than a handful of tax incentives do. And certainly they do play a factor. Like that's one of the reasons Teslas are even reasonably affordable. But still, they changed what an electric car meant. And now GM, biggest car maker in the world, is talking about not making any gas-powered cars after 2035. They're changing things. And mm. that to me was more where I wanted to be is if I want to make a change, doing it from the private sector is at least as viable as doing it from a government. You could see the connection to real life, to real impact that you would be driving. And not to speak for you, but that was definitely my attraction to marketing. You can wield the actual results. I'm in an area of the business where I'm supporting small and medium business growth. So now I can actually speak to the person. Helping real people. Right. As opposed to, you know, I was in these law firms and all they talk about is billable hours. No, I love that. And we got all of that from Kubrick. You mentioned The West Wing. That's uh, Sorkin, isn't it? Aaron Sorkin. Yes, Aaron Sorkin. Phenomenal writer. Oh my goodness. He is responsible for To Kill a Mockingbird, but also A Few Good Men I know is in there. Mm -hmm. And The Social Network, which is, of course, relevant to myself because I work at Meta. I mean, I've been a Meta geek since 04 when we launched Facebook. So uh, thanks for that, Nate. I'm geared up. I'm energized. I'm ready for the next letter and number, please. You 17. 17 is the topic of routine. And the question under you is, who is the most organized person you know? I'm going to go with my wife, which is Mm -hmm. maybe a somewhat cliche answer, but I'll give you a couple examples why Mm -hmm. she's probably much more organized than a lot of folks. One of her projects was to reorganize her closet, sort of like the, it's the home edit that they're like super big organizers and they just clean up clutter everywhere. You know, she reorganized both and got a bunch of extra hanging shelves and uh, (laughs) shoe racks and stuff to like really organize it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is going to work so much better for you. Mm -hmm. And she organizes our pantry similarly, like all kinds of little holders for nuts and Mm. this type of extra backstock is the term that I learned from the home edit. I mean, this is amazing. It's a whole world within itself. There are many pages I follow where it's just, cleaning up a bathroom and it's like there's a handle for this and a pot for that I absolutely love it how pick up and go are you are you somebody that's quite planned about travel and about work stuff or are you relaxed about it 
I've gotten a lot more organized over time. Project management is just so necessary, especially in this world where there's tons of distractions and you have a lot going on. So I'm not a great answer to say myself, but because <laughs> I've gotten a lot better. It used to be probably the other side of the spectrum. But I do think you need to be organized. Uh, it's just a basic trait of being successful in a hectic job environment. And now I do do more like spreadsheet planning for even travel and stuff or we're doing our taxes. The thing that becomes really crucial that organization gives you is time. If you're super unorganized, then that ends up being a factor of how you spend your time. Nate, the time has flown and that's how you know you're having fun. I've really loved this conversation. We've gone places, these questions, yeah, I had no idea they would take us. So um, thank you for answering so candidly. We are at the juncture in the podcast where I ask the guests for some sage advice, which is something that they could feedback to the listeners who are often trying to figure their way through the smuggers board that is tech or just understand something about their own personal development. What have you learned along the way, Nate, that you could feedback to somebody listening? The more you have a direction of where you want to take your career in the long term, big picture, somewhere you want to end up a goal, I think the more successful you are going to be just advancing your career in general. I certainly had a lot of periods in my career where I didn't really have that direction. And I'd look at colleagues and friends that were advancing their careers faster. I think the more you can say, well, I know I want to do something in this field or this type of function and learn about that. I think you'll find a lot more reward comes from that. I feel that's super inspirational for the listeners. I really, really appreciate that. Nate, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. You're very welcome. It was uh, a good time as well, Martina. Thank you.